and welcome to another episode of Fintech Insiders. Today I'm in the Netherlands and I'm here with Daphne de Clouch. Very good. Is that pretty good? Yeah. Uh, to talk about commercial banking. Um, so Daphne, I guess we should start with where are we and why are we sitting on multicolored seats? We're here in the Innovation Center of ABN EMRO and was deliberately chosen, of course. Uh, when you came along, uh, we thought, okay, we're going to bring you to the heart of the bank. And uh, this is where we are trying to uh, test uh, specific things, experiment with different things. So we're at the heart of that. And we like colors. And so you should. So tell me a little bit about, about you, about how you got to be uh, CEO of commercial banking within ABN AMRO. Now, it's actually quite funny. I think I'm now more than 20 years with, with the bank. But if you would have asked me 22 years ago, uh, will you ever be a banker? I think I would have laughed really, really hard uh, because I'm a psychologist from, uh, from origin. And uh, so I never thought to get into banking. But in the end, I did. Uh, I started in consultancy for three years. And my master plan was to go a few years into banking, learn a bit about the financial system, and then go back to the consultancy uh, area. Well, that's 20 years ago. <laughs> so that's how I started. Uh, I recently, recently got appointed as uh, CEO of the commercial bank uh, since February this year. Yeah, it's actually a part of the bank where I've stayed in almost all my banking career. Uh, so I'm extremely happy that I can now be the lead of that uh, part. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I'm also semi-obsessed with uh, commercial banking at the moment. There's just something so interesting coming from, I guess, a retail background of small businesses, mid-sized businesses, corporates, these crazy um, trade finance processes. What does commercial banking mean for you and, and who do you serve and what do you do for them? Yeah, within ABN EMRO, we define commercial banking as all companies with a turnover up to 250 million. And we have also a special asset-based finance uh, unit, which does leasing and commercial finance. Uh, and that's more a global uh, responsibility. Okay. So um, can you talk a little bit about the various segments? How do you structure that? How do you uh, think about your portfolio? We have basically two uh, different types of clients. One we call we define as SME, and that's with a turnover up to two and a half million. Mm -hmm. And the other, one, the other ones are mid-sized corporates and we serve them in a different way. Uh, so our larger companies uh, are looking more for uh, value-add services. And I think more and more the SME companies are looking for more digitalized approach. So we service them in a different way. You can imagine if a company is more complex or larger, they want different things. And for example, the SAP's finance unit uh, is a unit that serves uh, more of our mid-sized and top-end clients. So how's your business changing? I mean, you've been here for, for 20 years now, so I guess you've seen I sound really old the, if you say that. I, eh? I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess you've seen it from the, you know, the initial sort of rollout of, we've got a website um, all the way up to, to today. Yeah. You know, how has it changed? Well, it's changing quite rapidly, actually. Uh, well, you know us as uh, nobody else. Uh, but we've seen the bank change in many different ways. Eh? Uh, don't forget uh, there has been uh, many uh, changes in the financial industry. We had M&A, we had internet banking. Eh? That was a big thing at that point in time. Now we cannot imagine that anymore. And now is digitization uh, and new legislation, uh, for example. So it's changing quite rapidly. And we're trying to uh, catch up with it as, uh, as good as possible. So one of the things that I think we're seeing in the UK 
uh, especially with the rise of challenger banks, is this move from commodity financial products, you know, the current account, the savings account, yeah. and distribution channels that service those, yeah. towards something that's, that's not product-based, towards something that's more services. Um, is that something you, uh, you see in the Netherlands? Definitely, and it's also something that I personally believe in very much. I believe that we will get more and more into a specific platforms, so service the clients with commodity products on specific platforms. And then our value add is more on expertise and on other things that we can bring as services to our clients. I believe eh, the retail bank is already much further down the road and uh, I think that's quite usual that you see that, that the retail bank is a bit further. But I believe it's as important for the corporate bank and the commercial bank as well. Uh, so that's something that we're quite busy with at the moment in different ways, trying to partner with uh, specific companies to get these platforms uh, in order, make sure that we have a 24-7 uh, service to our clients in multi-channel. So I very much believe in it. I believe in the commoditization uh, of specific products but, and then the value add of banks, in my opinion, is going to be uh, the expertise that you bring in different areas. How does that sort of expertise get delivered in a cost-effective way, because I guess when you say expertise to me, I think people. And yeah. I guess with digital technology is the capability of actually delivering expertise yeah. without having massive middle or back offices. Yeah, yeah I believe very much in the combination. Eh? You have a big discussion also about uh, is uh, the computer or the robots, are they replacing humans? I don't believe in that. I do believe specific processes will be uh, mainly uh, focused by uh, robots. But I believe very much in the human touch as well. So if I talk about expertise, I talk about, for example, specific asset-based finance expertise. But also, maybe a bit more closer to home, if you look at the SME company, uh, in the end, I believe what they want is they want to commoditize product as easy as possible. Good for them, good for us, because it will mean effective and more efficient processes for us as well. But in the end, I think they're also looking for a total package. And that's why I believe in partnering co-creation with different uh, companies, because then we can also offer them, for example, a service where we say uh, we're not only in your financing bank, but we can also help you in your administration mm -hmm. via a third party or ourselves, and that depends. So I believe very much in that concept. So we're here today for the Beyond Banking event. Yeah. Um, does that tie into this, this vision? I think so. Uh, we find these, uh, these events very important because we want to create a platform where we can have discussions with each other on this, both with our employees but also with external parties. As you know uh, yourself, we invited you over there, but we also invite clients and, uh, and then we have a discussion about all the changes that are coming and we're trying to co-create uh, something to shape our future and to say this is the route that we want to go. And of course, then we need to ask our clients as well what it is, what it is that they really want. Right? Because too many times we think that we know, but in the end, they know best. So uh, we need to ask them uh, what they want from us in the end. So co-creation just isn't something that most banks are used to doing. Uh, it, I think that a lot of the time, at least with clients that we talk to in the UK, um, there's a view that it's in my branch, it's in my app, it's on my mobile, or it's on my uh, desktop. Yet co-creation sounds like you're creating products and, and reaching beyond the, the boundaries of the bank. Uh, does does that, that fit with you? That fits definitely with me and I believe that that is the route forward. And I think many of the banks are, are thinking like that at the moment. And you see, and I many times get the question, uh, are the fintechs uh, a big threat? 
And in my opinion, they're only an opportunity. And in the end, we are in the same ecosystem and, and we all need to make sure that we service our clients in the best way. Of course, they are new competitors. You could also see it differently. You could also say that we all have a different piece of the pie and by serving the landscape better together, I believe it's only an opportunity. So does that apply to people working in ABN AMRO as well? I know that one of the themes of the uh, Beyond Banking days is uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah. How, how does that work? It's always difficult in a, in a larger organization, eh? and especially if you have new legislation and specific ways of working in a bank. And then we say now entrepreneurship is really important, so now please all think for yourself. It doesn't work like that, uh, but what we're trying to do is to create a different culture. We are very much focused on an agile way of working. Uh, we, are, we also have new culture principles, for example, and two of those are give trust. So making sure that you give more trust to people so that they're more willing to experiment or test themselves new things. And the other one we call Be a Columbus, where we say, yeah, make sure that you think out of the box. Take time for more innovative things. Mm -hmm. So we very much believe in that. Does that mean that we're now the same uh, as uh, a small company, uh, small fintech? Uh, uh, no, but we're trying to uh, yeah, create our culture in a way that we stimulate people to do, uh, to do these type of things. I guess that's you know, phenomenally difficult in a regulated environment where you ultimately are responsible for, yeah. you know, for thousands, millions of customers. Um, how does, how can you be a Columbus when actually, you know, there's a lot of money and a lot of big clients on the line? Yeah, it's funny. For me, it's not tied to money. Uh, and it's, uh, of course, it's tied to legis legislation. Eh? It's great to say give trust, but in the end, there are boundaries. Eh? But that, that accounts not only for us, that accounts for everybody. Mm. And actually, it's my opinion that the more trust you give uh, to people within certain boundaries, also the accountability goes up and you get a different type of, uh, type of discussion. So for me, the one doesn't exclude the other. It's a plus plus. Are we now in every area of the bank uh, the, the best uh, entrepreneurs? No, of course not. But also testing, for example, challenger uh, IDs eh, and challenger banks. And, and uh, those are also things where you get a different discussion with your own employees in which they say, hey, this is, that's going to be your own competitor. Yeah, correct. And then you get a different mind change. So I believe it's possible, even in, even in an environment uh, of the financial services. Okay, that's great to hear. The Financial Times guides you through complex issues. In divisive times, don't settle for black and white. When you need the full perspective, turn to FT.com. Become a subscriber today. Search for FT subscription. Critical mass. That's what turns the smallest ventures into life-changing forces. Reach critical mass by joining Temenos Open Marketplace for fintechs. Opening up access to 2,000 of the world's largest financial institutions. Don't just take our word for it. Temenos Marketplace has just won Reader's Choice Best Emerging Innovative Technology Product and Service at the 2016 Banking Technology Awards. Join Temenos now. We make the money go round. Let's be honest. Most digital banking experiences just aren't that amazing. Learn how more than 180 banks worldwide, including Barclays, Deutsche Bank, and BBVA, innovate faster with Strands as their trusted fintech partner. To find out more, visit strands.com today. 
I, I guess you mentioned boundaries there, and obviously PSD2 and APIs are starting to, to make those boundaries more porous in terms of passing data, uh, triggering transactions, actually involving third parties in banking relationships. Yeah. Uh, how do you see that playing out? It's a bit of the same concept. Eh? Uh, again, I believe in that that is an opportunity in the end. Of course, we will get new competitors, and, and, uh, but I don't believe in seeing those things as a threat. I believe in trying to think uh, with your customer and the fact that the data get more transparent is, in my opinion, good for the customer. And if we uh, go along with the customer and co-create with other parties, then, then I don't see uh, the problem of it. But it's not only an opportunity, of course, uh, you have to make sure. Uh, don't forget, we know our clients quite well and we're trying to move along with them and ask them what they really like. And then I don't see any reason why it would be difficult to have a partnership with other type of companies so that we serve them the best. I don't know as, uh, if you have a different point of view, but uh, I very much believe in it. Mm. So I understand, I guess, uh, a number of the trends that are happening in retail banking. If I was, I am fresh to, uh, to commercial banking, what would you say are the few things to look out for? What do you think are the key trends that are coming that as a new commercial banker I should keep my eye on? You know what, I don't, don't think it's, so, it's going to be so different than the retail bank. Mm -hmm. uh, I do believe the retail banking is normally a bit faster. Uh, we talked about it uh, yeah. before. Yeah. But I believe it's as uh, important for the commercial and the corporate bank to uh, also go that route. What I do believe is you have different type of technologies that, technologies that will be more important in the commercial area. An example is uh, blockchain. Uh -huh. I believe if we get the blockchain right and we find ways to do smart contracting uh, in that, it can change the commercial bank uh, as a well. whole. It can change the way we work with our clients. And we're testing ourselves. Eh? You're in an area now where we're testing that as well for our real estate clients, uh, for example. And if it works out and, and the client ourselves, but also the regulator and also uh, companies related to the real estate can all access the same data at the same time, I believe it will change uh, the future of banks, but also very much of our clients. And even our regulators are really uh, excited by it and want to join. So I don't think it's very different, but maybe there are different types of technologies that will be more interesting for the commercial bank. Uh, I can definitely see that. And with, I guess, open banking APIs, with blockchain, I guess the, the other of the holy trinity is machine learning yeah. and the ability for the data to be used in order to, to make decisions for customers. Is, is that something you're exploring? Yeah, we're, we're exploring all kinds of uh, those type of things. And uh, this is definitely also one of it. So I guess one of the things that we're often asked is about how much banking will change. Is banking 98% finished and digital uh, gives you just the, that additional edge or a different channel, a different way of interacting with customers? Or is it one or two percent done? And actually the underlying products and services that banks deliver and even the business models they work with will change. Um, what do you think? I believe it's more somewhere in the middle. I don't believe the one and the other. I believe we're ready for, uh, for the new challenges coming ahead. But we're also progressively learning and as I told you, if I, if I look at how banking uh, will, will move or how the commercial bank will move, and if I talk about platforms and partnerships, and uh, that's completely different than we, than we do, are doing today. 
Uh, so I do believe that uh, it will change. I do believe it's going to be an important change. But I also believe banks and the financial system is so used to change mm. all the time mm. that we're more ready than everybody thinks. That's what I believe. I guess I've got a view that banks and, and most large organizations have have had transformation programs and had a lot of change, you know, especially mm. on the regulatory side for a long time. But is digital change a different order of, of magnitude? Uh, you know, if we're moving from products and distribution into these intelligent services, mm. if the organization and the way it funds projects and programs, the IT behind it, the processes they use, mm. all have to change relatively quickly. Yeah. Do you think that that's, that's deliverable within an organization uh, this size? depends on how you do it. I do understand what you say and I do believe that is a larger change for the bank. But if you believe in the connectivity of expertise and value add and that, then I believe we're already quite good in expertise and value add. And we need to learn more about digitization. Um, so if you take the combination, that's how I end up in, uh, we're further than the 1% that you were describing. And if you then believe in that you don't have to do everything yourself, then uh, I also believe it can go quicker than that you, uh, than that you think. So I see it as a challenge, uh, but I see it as a positive challenge, uh, and I believe that we are ready to make those changes. What do you think the roadmap for those changes look like? Is it that you start in small areas and develop particular products and propositions and launch them? Or is it more wholesale change you know, across the bank at the same time? I believe more in agility, so I don't believe in making a plan for a route until 2020 and then make a massive transformational route. I believe in smaller steps, uh, yep. making choices on what, you've, what your customers find most important and start there and then slowly migrate uh, towards the horizontal. But I also believe, you know, the time where we where we make strategy plans with 800 pages and we have all routes uh, described, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that time is over. Uh -huh. So I believe in small steps and adjusting along the way. Which I guess needs very highly skilled people working in small teams to deliver this, yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, do you, is talent a, uh, a priority? Definitely, uh, always, <laughs> uh, on both areas actually, eh? also on the expertise area, but also on the digitization area. We have uh, recently in the last uh, one and a half years uh, got very used to getting a more agile, agile way of working where we have mixed teams, uh, IT operations and business all in one team and it works quite well actually. Yeah, I believe we're on the right route there. Great. So if, uh, if young talent or particular fintechs or people who would want to co-create with you uh, want to get in touch. How do they how do they do that? They can just give me a call or send me an email. Cool. I'm on the website. Okay. Well, that's great. Uh, Daphne, thank you so much for taking thank some time to well. talk with us. Thanks. Cheers.